Hey everyone, welcome back to another Forced by the Fireside here uh, on Geektopia Island. I'm Kevin. I'm Trevor. I'm Cardwell. And today, we're just chilling out by the fireside, you know, talking about the Forced World game, how, how great it is. I mean, it's going through a rough patch right now, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we're still on our uh, our week-to-week basis of color breakdown. This, I think, is going to be our final week, because I don't really think we should talk about I mean, the colorless, I mean, it's kind of a color, but not really. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's much for it. Um, but essentially, we're on multicolor cards. So it is still technically a color. I mean, it's kind of all the colors together, but it is what it is. We're going to talk about what we like, how we like, how we like to play the game and what it, how it differs from each of us. Um, but that's really about all we're talking about tonight. We're just chilling, you know, hanging out of a fireside. So can we do a little warning? I know uh, the internet and the weather is really bad right now, so we might be robots. We will try to avoid yeah. that, but just yeah, just a warning. Yeah, good, good, good catch. Because I I forgot that it is a kind of a stormy night here. So yeah. if it is all robot-y, we apologize. Like thanks, Sudden Link. You're the best, you know, monopoly <laughs> around here. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Conti- continue. No, you're good. You're good. All right, so first and foremost, I mean, if you have been paying attention to our podcast, you know the colors that we've gone through and what they do. But uh-huh. we're essentially going to take those colors, put two of them together, and that's essentially what we like to play or like what we're doing. Yeah. My colors is red and black. I've always loved those two colors together in pretty much every card game because they're exactly what happens. Like you just kill things at, at will and you don't care and just death power and destruction all in the same thing in a card game and it's super fun well if force will had it kevin would rather prefer all five colors well i don't think to my knowledge there's a card with all five colors yeah no not really i mean can we i i do enjoy playing as many colors as possible in the deck because i mean i mean can we disclose your nickname that i had a dream once (laughs) <laughs> the, the rain- so yeah everybody here they like to call me the rainbow rainmaker yeah. for uh for magic the gathering because i play literally five colors where every color you can possibly put into a deck and i totally had a I dream with his name tag as that and that's where we came <laughs> it was really weird it, it was but it worked yeah because it that's what i do man i like i like to play all the colors and he makes them work and no one knows why. Yeah, exactly. It just somehow works. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you have a calling, and mine is to play multiple colors. Um, but overall, red, black, and force will is probably my favorite. In magic, though, it is definitely green, black. But without further ado, um, yeah, red, black's my color, and it just—it's what it does. It just—I'm gonna kill all of your things every time. Thank you. That's all I want to do. What about you, Trevor? Oh, for my favorite color, it would just have to be uh, wind and fire. It's just an aggressive color combination to me, and I just enjoy it. All right. I can dig it. Just You just like the big creatures and the burn your face off, huh? Yeah, well, it's not that. It's just many of the... Well, those two color uh, combinations that I've seen for those resonators, they just have so much value packed into them that 
why not? Why aren't you playing? It seems like it does have a lot of synergies with those colors. Like the creatures, the resonators yeah. themselves have synergy with the colors, red, green. If there was more wind in New Frontier right now, like for the dual colors, I would probably play more of that with a mono red deck, just because it works really well together. All right. Nice. I like it. What about you, Carlos? Son? Uh, I think we have discussed this through the other color combinations, but or the other colors. But if you weren't there before, uh, my favorite colors are uh, light and darkness, black and white, and that's pretty much equal to all TCGs out there that I've played. There's just something a good balance between utility creatures, kill cards, and just good dudes. You do. You are definitely an Orzov or like white black kind of player. Oh yeah, like, totally. The life and the kill. Yeah, I like all to, in the same package. If I can always just make a drain bleeder deck in whatever I play, <laughs> I would love to do so. But there's never any like good enough support for it. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they do. That's, that's all this set does, or the grouping does. Yeah, pretty much. You you defend yourself. You make the game go just long enough for them to bleed out, and then you win, and then you're good. That's uh-huh. pretty good. Oh yeah. All right, so that's essentially our favorite color pairs, what they do. Uh, we're going to go over like our favorite cards of each, like our favorite ruler type, our favorite uh, spell, and our favorite resonator of each of, of, of multicolor cards. These don't have to be of the color we chose. It's just some do, some don't. But um, it's just like our favorite kind of card we have always loved, like, whether we've seen it or whether we've played it before or whatever. Um, I'll start off with my favorite ruler, and that's my boy, Root. But I love him, Gilabs, Conqueror of Adaractia. So he is a Wanderer ruler. He is red and black. He judges for a red, black, and six. So it's a pretty hefty judgment. But you pay one less to play this ability for each card in your opponent's removal area. So I can potentially judge for two men, which is amazing. And he energized for red or black. And then I can pay zero. And if target non-magic stone card your opponent controls will be put into a graveyard this turn, remove it from the game instead. Play this ability only during your turn and only once per turn. Yeah, seems pretty good. That's all he does on the first side is you're like, cool, get rid of that thing so I get to judgment cheaper. It doesn't really seem like it's all that strong, but it helped out his backside tremendously. Like the, the ruler side. Yeah. So when he judges, he flips into a 10 10 day ruler. He is uh, pay zero, put target non magic stone card from your opponent's removed area on the bottom of their deck. If you do, this card gains swiftness or precision or flying or first strike until the end of turn. Not so, at all. Yeah, so you got to pay zero, but if you have four cards that you put Duck on the bottom, he gets all four abilities. Which I've done a couple of times just because, why not? But the fact that you can give him precision and first strike and then flying, yeah. you're killing whatever you want, and you have no repercussions to what's going on. It's yeah, really Yeah, he's good. pretty ridiculous. And then the other two favorite abilities are just ridiculous, and I love them. So his other one that's super good is Pay X. You may play a face-up card with total cost X or less from your opponent's removed area without paying its cost until the end of turn. 
play this only play this ability only once per turn. So essentially, you do pay the cost, but only in colorless mana, if that makes sense. So like, if they have a two or less card, you pay two mana, and you go get that two or less card, and you can play it from their removed area. And it it's really silly when they have like a counter spell removed that can constantly be removed because you're just like, cool, counter your spell. Thanks, counter your spell. Like, Single-handedly, the most annoying ability on that card. Yeah, back when he was uh, running rampant with uh, just when I was playing him a lot, wind and light was running around, and that card is insane. And it's two mana counter target spell. So if I ever got one of those in the removed area, I was like, cool, pay two, counter your spell. And the spell that he casts goes to the graveyard. But if you pair it with barrier spell, it's an infinite. It's always in the uh, always in exile. So once per turn, I get a cat your first spell. Yeah, I hate that. And and it definitely is pretty ridiculous. But it does not give that resonator or give whatever that spell is. Uh, you still have to obey the when you can play that spell. The timestamps. Yeah, the timestamps. So if it has quick cast, you can play it as a quick cast. But if it does not, you have to play it on your turn. But I don't care because I get to play your resonators on my turn and be fine with it. And then have mana to counter your stuff with your own counter spell on your turn. But if that's not broken enough, he has a last ability, which is pay a red and a black. Put two target non-magic stone cards from the opponent's removed area on the bottom if you do destroy target resonator. So he's got... I can kill whoever I want just by paying zero and putting cards on bottom. Then I can kill another dude because I don't have to do anything to but just put cards on the bottom. And I just get to kill that dude. And then I can steal your cards. He does so much in that day. It's just it's ridiculous. So him with barrier steel is so insanely busted. So I essentially played white, black, red. Because barrier steel is white and red and removes all things from everywhere. Like all your graveyard is removed. Anytime a card is put into the graveyard, it's removed instead. So sure, I just gain all the free everything. Yeah, constantly. Like, thanks. Kill your dude, kill that dude, gain swiftness, gain precision, gain flying. Awesome. It it was insane. I loved playing him, and he's so fun. He's by far my favorite ruler in all of Force of Will. Like, by far. Just because he's so strong with Barrier Seal. But that that's my favorite ruler. What about you, Trevor? As, as I said earlier... There's like not really any like five drop or five attribute color card, but it kind of is, but kind of isn't. My favorite ruler is Memoria of the Seven Lands. It on the front side, there has all five of the attributes, but the back side is only one attribute, and there are five of them because each one of them has a different back. And I love this card just because it. Almost, it pretty much made the rule for Force of Will that when you're playing, your opponent can't read the back of your card. Yeah. Because you could have any one of these five cards to go with your deck. Yeah, it's probably going to be obvious which one you're playing with the stones, but your opponent does not. And it's super fun to just hide what you're doing. I love it. And it, the, whatever you judgment for... And that's all it does on the front side is a judgment for four. It can either go into Faria, uh, Chosen Girl, Melgus, Conqueror of Flame, Machina, Clever Researcher, Arla, Guardian of the Sky, or Rizard, Dark Necromancer. That is 
all five of the colors, and that's all of the guess, older Alice Cluster rulers that they're using. They all have different abilities that revolve around have, playing a different type of stone. They each have a stone that requires, if you control one, it does this effect. If you control four, it does another effect that is basically the same, but a little bit more beefed up and more powerful. And I just love that it's a secret. You don't, your opponent doesn't know what's going on, and you can just do whatever you want. It's probably my favorite part about this card. It's pretty good. Like, it's it's pretty cheaty just because you don't have to, like, in the rules, you don't have to tell them on the back, but... Mm-hmm. Like, a judge, like, they can ask a judge, hey, what are the five cards in the back? And I see them. And they the judge will definitely let them read all five of the backs so that they have an idea. Hey, I have a 20% chance to know what you're playing. Yeah. But if they're if you're playing one of the special stones for it, they're basically gonna know what ruler you're playing. So hopefully yeah. not oh. not turn one, you just tap over one of the stones, you're like, oh, Yeah. I think there's only one of them, the Arla, that actually didn't play their special stone the first flight. All just because of her ability to like an infinite attack phase. Because they would make their stone into a 10-10 swing and then untap it with its ability and then just infinitely do combat. Yeah, so, that deck was pretty silly. Yeah, played against it, it or solid play, played against it. It was not a fun card to play against. And I think it was like probably the only time I've ever seen it. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't it know was so silly because you're just like, ah, this dude's a 10-10, or this lands a 10-10, swing 10, untap, swing 10, untap, swing 10, untap, swing 10. I was like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. And we're still coming because I didn't know what the back was. Yeah, yeah. You first see it and you're just like, what? Why are you playing Arla? Yeah. And then I don't know where you just die and you're just like, oh, well, I guess that's why. Yeah. Like it was pretty five. wild. Turn five years, like, what ruler do you get? What are you doing? And then they judge me, like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Cardinal, what's your favorite ruler? All right, mine would, of course, stating it every single time we do this, I'm a noob to Force of Will, so I haven't really played much and definitely don't have enough collection. But the idea of Lumia, the Fated Rebirth always seems super fun and exciting to me because anything that bounces your own dudes is just it's just super good to you know have that utility of having enter the battlefield things happen you know and to do it like every turn is just too fun yeah a lot of fun shenanigans happen with this card yeah dude she's so good so of course i when i first got into it y'all were talking about her how busted she was and all this fun stuff and she's even uh-huh. banned, right? Yeah, she's banned in Wander. And the only reason she's banned in Wander is because uh, before the whole thing with Force of Will and the company, Jeff, I guess, got them to errata all the older cards that have the inner mechanic to be the current inner mechanic. Because before, they required to be cast from your hand before they actually triggered. Yeah. So they got it changed to where when they enter, period, from wherever it happens. 
So it made many, many cards busted with Lemia, so they had to just straight up ban her. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Like, she just does so much silly stuff because you're like, oh, blink this dude. Yep. I mean, did you talk about the back where she already gets like all kinds of other stuff? No, no, no. So yeah. she energizes, of course, she's red white. Judgment for red white one, she flips. She's the saint of the Crimson Lotus. So 10 10 swiftness, which is amazing. So this card is a field. You remove a card named Narlatep Crimson Radiance from your hand from the game. So this gains imperishable. Which, of course, if you don't know what Imperishable is, just whenever this ruler dies, it does not get an Astral Counter, so therefore you can Judgment again. Uh, And it gains Drain. Yeah. Oh, does it? Let's see. Yes. Oh, when this card deals damage, you gain life, so it gains Drain, as long as you... As long as a card named Narlatep is in your removed area. Nice. And, And, Trevor, I got this. When this card attacks, remove Target Resonator from the game, then put it on the owner's field rested. Okay, continue. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, like her her J side is so silly because, so like you said, you gain imperishable and drain if you have, uh, you know, the cat moot. But on top of that, you just like cool swing. Is it ten or twelve? Ten. It is a ten. Ten. Yeah, swing ten, blink that dude out so you can't block. That, that was the dumbest thing about her. Mm-hmm. On on the J side, otherwise, because you're just like cool, blink your dude. Sure, you get an interplay trigger. I don't care, but you can't block me this chance to take your 10. It was yeah. ridiculous. You could blank your own dude to get an interplay trigger. It was really fun. And the best thing about the removing the Narlis step and gaining all those abilities, if she died and you judgmented, you do not have to remove another one for her to gain those abilities. As long as that card's there, period. No matter how many times you judgment, she always gains imperishable and drain. Really, just yes. from the just from the because it says it gains imperishable. Therefore, it's always there, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. The card never changes what it is. The ruler from moving to a ruler zone to the field, it never changes what the card is. So since it it removed the card, it always knows that hey, I'm the one that removed that. Whether or not it's in the ruler zone. So so by turn three, if you yep. have her, then you immediately do it, right? Not uh, immediately. Depending. Depends on what you're going with in the deck. Yeah. Because there's pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. There's many cards that trigger off the front side that you kind of won't make work. Yeah. Because I think it was end of days. It was a two, two black and X or one red, one black X. Return X dude to the field tapped at the end of turn, moving from the game. That card was busted with it. As you pay three, you bring back a big dude into turn trigger. You link the dude that's about to be removed, and you get it permanently. It doesn't get removed anymore. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty silly. Oh, yeah. Any kind of weird blinky, like, into turn, this thing dies ability, you could switch out with Lumia because you're just like, cool, Blink it out, and then it's a new creature, so that effect doesn't trigger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but like I talked about on my ruler, so luckily for you, nobody really ran my ruler except for me. But my ruler was the bane of your life. Because uh-huh. as long as that, it says as long as the other cat's removed, so I'm like, cool, putting your other cat back on the bottom. You don't gain imperishable anymore. You don't have to drain, die. 
because it, it had to be there for it to trigger. So I could just be like, cool, give me that or kill it or whatever. Yep. It was pretty silly. That was pretty annoying. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to play play crazy cards. Yeah, but most of the time I've seen people, they don't really judgment with her. It's mainly just on the knees, the front side to get some good mechanics going. Oh, yeah. All right. So now we're going to move into the favorite spell. And I'm sticking with my color because it's just what I do. But my my favorite spell I used in like every deck that ever had these two colors. And it was Unending Hatred. It was a red and black for a chant. You choose one. If you control a Fire J Resonator and another Darkness J Resonator, you may choose both. And it was Destroy All Resonators your opponents controlled with total cost one or less. Or look at your opponent's hand and you choose a card and they remove that card from the game. So I first didn't think this card was worth it. I really didn't. And then the more I played with it, I was like, this card is insane. Because back then there was a, there was quite a few mana dorks, like little mana, mana dudes for turn one. Or just good one-drop dudes in general. Like uh-huh. uh, little, red, little Red that I talked about in green. She was running rampant in this set. So you're just like, cool, two mana, kill all the one drops. Yeah. Thanks. Get out of my life. Or if you didn't have to, you're just like, cool, two mana, let me see your hand. Let me eat that card. And if you have two dudes, because it does have to be two separate dudes. It it can't be the same guy that is both colors, sadly. Yeah, which is, made, at least makes it better. Yeah, but that would have made my life so much easier. But yeah, it has to be two different dudes, one red and one black. They can both be red, black, and still trigger, but because you just choose one color and the other color, but you still have to have two dudes. But you're just like, cool, I get all the abilities, kill that dude, and kill all your one-drops, and look at their hand. Yeah, seems cute. And it's one or less, so any tokens that were ever made, you're just like, cool, kill all your tokens. Thanks. Don't care. It was silly. Like, the card is just, it was super good. I enjoyed playing it every time I could. What about you, Trevor? For my card, it would probably have to be Dawn of Dawn of Earth, uh, Dawn of the Earth, which is difficult to say. But this card is just so much value in itself. It is one water, one light for a quick cast chant. You get one of three abilities. No, one of let's see, one of three or four. I can't remember. Uh, this turn, you choose one. This turn, if a resonator would be put into your opponent's field without being played, remove it from the game instead. There's one. You also get to draw a card after that. Uh, second one is you get to recover target resonator you control and gain plus two, plus two in barrier until an apparent draw a card. You remove all non-magic stone, non-J ruler cards your opponent controls with total cost zero from the game, draw a card. So you get three abilities that all draw you a card that are all busted because the front side the very top one with a resonator we put into the field without being played that removes the card the resonator that lumia is blinking if lumia wants to save their dude you're just like no i'm gonna make sure your dude gets removed and i'm gonna draw a card nice so prevents that it's really good the Target dude gain. When you recover a dude, you can then attack it again. So the fact that you can recover your dude 
give it plus two plus two and barrier so they can't do anything on draw card on top of that's even better yeah extremely good now the last ability is little hit hit or miss for how it works remove all non-j ruler and non-magic stone cards so cause zero that's not many the only thing you're looking at is you're looking at all the regalias and you're looking at all tokens if I'm not mistaken, I think this is really about the only cards that this hits, which when this card came out was very prevalent because you could get a lot of the Leviathans and a lot of the other very powerful Regalias out of the way for just two. And I don't remember if there was elves being made in this set when this was out, but if there's a lot of elf tokens, you can just remove them as well for two. Yeah, it's just a lot of value. So Mm-hmm. God, I remember playing against it because you you were the one that played it all the time, like you said. And it's just the 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 untap and plus two plus two is is so game breaking. Oh yeah, because it can be before like the first block. So you swing, you're just like cool. Oh, you blocked and you're gonna kill it. Plus two untap. I get to swing again now because your dude's dead and I don't die. Oh yeah, it was so it was good. so good. God, it was strong. Yeah, luckily it says just resonator because if it was a J resonator, that'd be like, awesome. <laughs> I'd be a okay with that. But I always played this card, and it the card it always seemed to fall into a Pandora deck. So I always wanted Pandora to work, and this card seemed like it could help because if you already mobilized with Pandora, then you don't got to pay for the extra attack that this card gives you. Mm-hmm. But this card is really fun. I'm happy that you get to draw a card on all three abilities. Right. Yeah. I feel like you just have two abilities or six. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. All right, Carter, what about you? Uh, what I like is what we've, what I've actually played with is the Kingdom Diversity Light Palace. It's a blue and white addition. Resonators you control gain plus one, plus one for each different race among all resonators you control, which is ridiculous. So it's a two-drop lord that can be outrageous for how many dudes you have on the field and then of course resonators you gain control any keyword pretty much as long as you you control a j ruler with that ability so flying swiftness for strike precision barrier drain and it's just good yeah that's pretty yeah. sick yeah that well we played it with a little fun deck with amol so you can flying and uh drain and <laughs> When all your dudes are like nine nines or like twelve twelves because of all the different races you can have, it gets out of hand real quick. Mm-hmm. They just you have to make sure you're playing it with a ruler that'll help you out with those. Yeah, exactly. Abilities, otherwise it's it's not worth it too much. It all depends. Like if you can just slap, I don't know, twenty one drops with different. Uh, races and then you play this and then you're just like okay cool thanks every one <laughs> drop is as long as the board's not wiped you know yeah yeah but even then you just need like three dudes that have two different things and you're already plus six plus, plus six, six yeah ridiculous and then if you play another kingdom pff, enjoy that yeah they're, they're so stackable oh, and that's so dumb yeah mm-hmm. god they were good though oh i do love me some kingdom it's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's super fun. All right. So finally, we're going to go over the Resonator. And, I mean, I'm I'm still with my red-black because it's just good. 
And this is probably one of my favorite resonators in all of Force of Will, Valentina, The Twilight Passion. The artwork is amazing, first and foremost. And it's also my girl, Shion, but it's a weird storyline. I don't really want to get into it, but it's just, it's, it's weird. But anyways, she has red, black, and two for a 9-9. Nine, nine. She's a 12 apostle, so the other guild that we talked about on the, the last one can go get her. And she says, if damage will be dealt by this card this turn, if a resonator damage by this card is dealt or is dies, good lord, that was hard, I'm sorry. If a resonator dealt damage by this card, this turn will be put into a graveyard, removed from the game instead. When this card enters your field, remove target resonator your opponent controls with total cost two or less from the game. And you can pay zero, put target non-magic stone uh, card from your opponent's remuneration on the bottom. If you do this card, you get swiftness and precision, swiftness or precision. But you can do it multiple times to do both. Or pay zero, put three target non-magic stone cards from your opponent's remuneration on the bottom. This card gains plus five, plus five. This card was so good. Again, with Barrier Seal, this card gets this. This card with Barrier Seal allows you to one shot somebody. Because you're just like, cool, play her, remove your little two drop that's in my way, and then put a card on bottom, gain, give her swiftness, swing nine. And if they don't block, which they hopefully can't, you're just like, cool, put all these cards on bottom, put all these cards on bottom, she gets plus 20, plus 20. Take 29. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how much she just does. Because uh-huh. she just gets to kill people and kill everything. And she's got that extra clause that if she deals the damage, then they remove instead. So all of my cards are all synergistic with my ruler of, of Gilapis because they're all about removed cards. And they either help them by removing them or using the removed cards, which is what's so strong. And she was just like a huge win con in every deck, in like the guild deck, because Barry Seal and her is just dumb. Yeah, and that card was very useful against uh, Yudrasil. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're able to hit them, and all those cards go and remove them. And you said you played against somebody with a head one, and you found out that all you had to do is put all the resonators back on bottom, hit them big again, mill them. They attempt to get something back. You just put it underneath, and you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I forgot I talked about that earlier, but yeah, Yggdrasil, that silly the dark tree, that can play the like. What are they, the three named dudes or four named dudes? Like Arla and Melgus and all those? Yeah, I think there's a couple, yeah. Yeah, you just hit real hard, mill all their cards, and then every one of those. So, like, after she's already done her damage, you just put all those dudes back underneath and you give her swiftness a lot. Like, sure, it doesn't do anything, but who cares? It gets rid of that card. And that's that's essentially how I beat that dude is because I waited until he couldn't play anything because if I just keep milling all those dudes and putting them back in, then that makes him draw them, which is a lot harder for him to play because he can't just be like, "Ah, put these dudes in play." Mm-hmm. So he has to like wait for him to show up, and then by that time, I mill out all of his other kill cards, so he can't do anything about it. And it it was pretty silly because the dude I played was just like, "What? How did you? How did you even figure that out?" And it was like, well, "I just I saw that you had those, and that those are what wrecked me, so I wasn't gonna let you have them ever again." And he was like, "That makes sense." That's pretty dumb. But yeah, she's pretty good cyborg tech against any kind of graveyard shenanigans because you're just like, nah, 
remove it and put it away. So it's pretty silly. Heck yeah. What about you, Trevor? Well, my favorite resonator would probably have to be Prisia. Uh, Pursuant of Exploding Flame is probably my favorite card in all of Force of Will. Prisia is probably my favorite character in Force of Will. And this is the card that made Prisia my favorite. So this is a one win, one fire, one colorless. It has swiftness, precision, first strike, and you can pay a wind and gain and against flying until end of turn. So already is a really good. Then if this would be put into the graveyard from the field, this deals 500 damage to your opponent. It's also a 7-4. So on top of being able to kill your dude, the moment I play this, if we trade, you take five as well. Or if I'm keeping this on the field, you're at five. You have to think harder than you want to because this could kill you. And if you're playing four of them, that's ha- that's about half your life from just this reson, just from all four of the resonators. Card is just value city. So much value in this card that's made it my favorite card of all four. Yeah, because you showed me that before I even played Force Tool, and I was like, what is this card? Yeah, because like I had just known from magic like of keywords, and you explained what they were, and I was like, "Oh my god, this card is insane!" Oh yeah, because I mean, you don't care what happens; you're just like, "Cool, this thing's gonna die. Great, take five. Yeah, I'm not it's losing value. So dumb. Live dead. I get it. You already got your value out of this card. Yeah. Every time I'd play this card, turn three, I'd be able to kill any resonator they had because of the swiftness immediately being able to attack and the first strike being a huge benefit in that and the precision i can hit whatever i want and by the time i play this for most likely on the curve turn three they don't have anything that's going to be able to kill this nothing big enough uh, defense to be able to block it so that we trade so i'm getting all the value so i kill you dude and if you don't deal with this next turn i'm gonna gain flying hit you in the face and then if you finally do deal with it, take five. Take five on top of you wasting your kill spell. It's just really good card to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, it was like a pseudo protection because they didn't want to just shoot her off the board because they have to take five. Mm-hmm. She was really good. Yeah. Sounds rip, like it. Rip old cards. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no wonder All right, so Cardo, what is yours? All right. Of course, I only got to really see y'all play this card a lot, but going through the multicolored creatures, I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite so far. Uh, Sylvia, Blade of the Supreme King. So it's a red and a green, 6-6 six, six with swiftness and will of despair, if that mattered at that point. But whenever the, this card attacks, target J Resonator cannot block this turn. And that usually, you can tempo out someone out really quick. This card is busted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rip good old cards, right? I mean, two mana just being like, Hey, take six, don't block it. Yeah, that card yeah. was good early game and it was amazing late game. It didn't matter when you got it, it was still good, yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. by late game, they might be swinging in and have one blocker or whatever, and then you come in and be like, That dude can't block, I swing for the game, thanks. Yeah, like you had yeah. to, you had to re- recognize that they played that color so that way you couldn't just die to it. Yeah. 
and it's the best part of it. It says it's a J resonator. So, oh, you got your J ruler. I can't deal with that right now. So you stay back. You don't. You don't. You don't do things. The will of despair mattered in one deck, and mattered nowhere else. Yeah, only mattered in the dark book. But two mana for swiftness. Six six, still great stats put on top of that. Exactly, and do can Thanks. Uh-huh. And again, it's red green, so you're like, cool. Turn one, little red. Turn two, play her. Swing six, don't block. Swing little red, and then turn three, you play that little Prissia that Trevor just talked about, and you're just like, cool. Take all the damage. <laughs> take every every damage you want. It yeah. it was so dumb because like back then green red was so aggro, God it was aggro because it was just like don't block I'm gonna kill you and then I have counter spells to make you not kill my stuff. Oh yeah, because that's that's what green did back then. It just was like hey counter spells for one, so you can't kill my my dude that's gonna wreck your face. If I'm not mistaken, this card took a while to get off going because mm-hmm. some people. I guess didn't realize how powerful this was, which was kind of sad. But well, the only, yeah, the only problem I have with the card is its type, minion of perma, yeah, progenitor, Permogenitor, yeah. Why can you just not say human or beast to make people happy to make a tribal deck? Right, because it was technically like a spirit. I know. But, you know, weird lore, it's okay. Yeah, I think I should just give it a type. Which is way better. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you, but it's weird lore. That's I that's why. Okay, yeah. Because I don't even think you can make a tribal deck with minion of progenitor. No, not not one uh, at all. I think it's the only one. Yeah, I think it'll be the ruler, And it doesn't even go with with good with Kingdom of Diversity. It only has one one race. Yeah. yeah. Sadly. And yeah. and I know it's gonna be funny that if people point out the fact that none of these cards are white black for me, <laughs> but I didn't get to play well, we too much life. during that that era, I guess. Yeah, we got Cardwell into the Rhea cluster, and most of these cards were almost pretty much rotating out. Yeah. So we never got to actually enjoy them. And even then, it still took a while to get them into the game. Yeah. And the ones that, black-white ones I did play are just, like, basic cards. So, they're just, mm-hmm. like, kill a dude. I'm like, okay, cool. Black-white, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I want to make but, something more entertaining for the podcast. But it is what it is. They were really fun. Like, I, I mean, they're just good. Yeah. But definitely, like, if you're building a deck with multiple colors, don't be afraid to play... Like, d- don't be afraid to look outside the box. Like, go off a synergy of what you're wanting your your thing to do. Like, that's your big thing is you just want the synergy. Yeah. Like, in current New Frontiers, it's a little difficult. But there are cards that help you out. Yeah. And, like, you got the mana transmitter for darkness. It gives you a mana. You got statue... That lets you filter all your lands into any color. And you got null stone. Yeah, you got null stones. You got uh, stone of hope and dis- uh, hope and despair. Yeah, you got a lot of of like weird, wonky dual stones that can help you. But don't be afraid to just play 
I got darkness stones and I got water stones. No, nothing works for them because it can work as long as you have what you want in that package. Yeah. But multicolors gives you like, I just love it because it gives you so much different, so many options, like, cause you get to the best of that world and the best of that world. However you want to pick it is what you get. And it's so strong. Like it does so much for you. So I've always loved multicolors. So just, just, just give it a try. If you haven't done it, take the leap, go for it and see what happens. What I mean, right now, New Frontiers, there's not a whole lot of multicolor things. No, not yet or at all. Cause it's not, it, it's mostly a, a single a monocolor format is what it's, they're wanting it to be. Yeah. If you want to take a look at like synergy with multiple colors, you can look at one of our uh, latest decks, the Sacrificial Sideshow. I think it jams in like four different colors into basically a mono darkness deck. Yeah. Well, only because of Sacrificial Ultra, which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that card can bring four colors together. Yeah. But yeah, definitely side notes. I don't know how long Sacrificial Altar will be in the New Frontiers. Yeah, by the time we yeah. post this, it could be banned <laughs> like it should be. Because that card is bonkers. First time I played it today in one of our brawls, and I just was able to pick it up so well because it's so easy. Yeah, yeah, I think if they, like, either Lila or Sacrificial Altar, one of those two gotta go. Yeah. The Balance Darkness. Yeah. Otherwise, that just makes whatever you want a reality. Yeah, maybe it is oh. literally like getting extra magic stones to ramp up is ridiculous. It is. You had like nine to my five. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't stop you. I was just like, ugh, you could play everything twice. Great. Uh-huh. And having mana transmuter to just do extra things for me. Yeah, extra mana. Mm-hmm. That card's so good. Well, that is it, guys, as far as the uh, the color breakdown of multiple colors. Thank you for joining us today. But just remember, we do have a podcast, guys. Y'all can go check – or not a podcast, a Patreon. Go check it out. Uh, it's only really a dollar to give us some extra support and love. But we do thank you for, for listening and showing us all the support you do. We greatly appreciate it. We love the game. We can't wait to, to see what they're coming out with. And we hope, we hope that it th- thrives so much. At, in the in the upcoming sets yes um thank you again for joining us and we'll see y'all again next time later bye goodbye